The weekend's here and we're picking up the tempo today, Sunday, getting ready for the new week ahead. You're listening to the original Anchor Station providing tech talk tips and observations. This is Avi Uniglick, your tech concierge, and I've been providing remote room service to clients around the world and supporting on-site clients for over 30 years. You can contact me anytime at www.askavi.com on Twitter at A-S-K-A-V-I-E. Our open buffet of Tech Gourmet Q&A is still fresh and going strong. Grab your favorite beverage, put on your comfortable headphones, and I invite you to be part of the audio show. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Just call in, comment on any segment, offer up your own tips, suggestions, or ideas. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. If you've never called before, what are you waiting for? Stay tuned. More Tech Talk tips coming right up. This is your Tech Talk tip for Sunday, November 5th, 17. Many of us around the world who honor daylight savings time had the opportunity to fall back one hour last evening at 2 a.m. Was it last evening or this morning? Early. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. became 1 a.m. And if you want to verify your time, I'm going to give you some links down at the bottom of this comment section so that you can check your time in your particular city just to verify. But you know what? It's easier than ever around the world to have your time adjusted because most of us are using either computers or smart devices that automatically adjust based on the timing that is placed in the satellites, right? Because it automatically adjusts for us. I remember back in the early days where we all had primarily mechanical clocks and we had to go around and change the time on every one of them. What a hassle it was. But many of us still likely have those types of devices, perhaps in your car, perhaps you have a clock on an oven or on a microwave or on something that doesn't communicate with the internet that you are forced to have to change. So I want to know, what is the most difficult clock in your possession that you have to adjust? And sometimes if it's in your automobile, it's more difficult to change that automobile clock than any other clock because each one has its own method. Some are easier than others. You can just go through a menu and change the time. Others, you have to look it up in the manual and say, what buttons do I have to press to make that happen? So it's interesting. If you need assistance in changing a particular device's clock, call in. I'd like to hear what most difficult clock you have. Maybe it's in a position that you have to get up on a ladder. Maybe you have to you know, deal with some maintenance people to help you. Maybe you have a clock in your town that's up on a watchtower or somewhere that they take eons to go in and make the adjustment because it's so difficult based on the position. I'd like to hear today about how difficult it is to change your clock. And the question really is, does anybody really know what time it is? I'm also putting a link in as to why we change our time because many people do it because everyone has to do it and it's amazing isn't it that everyone in the world has to have the right time now not everybody knows to change the time but for those that don't the majority have 
and they have to abide by the schedules that they make. So, have you ever been affected by daylight savings time, wherein you had an appointment scheduled and you didn't adjust your clock properly and you were late, right? Let me know where you were early, depending on what switch you made, whether you went back to standard time or daylight savings time. So I'd like to hear from you today. We're not going to talk any more about it on this segment, but I'd like to hear from you. Call in, let me know your situation. Okay, Google, what time is it? 723, standard time. Alexa, what date is it? Today is Sunday, November 5th. Avi, KT here, man. Good weekend. Ah, uh, yeah, so the most difficult clock I got to adjust is probably the clock I got, um, they gave me from school. I won this clock, uh, I call it my personal grandfather clock. I won it, uh, for not missing a day of school since 2007. So they gave me a clock in honor of me just because they thought, all right, you stood the test of time through that year. I thought that was pretty cool, but it's a pain to adjust. I got I got it last night though. I think I think the problem is is I just I never use the clock. I just I have it hanging up on my wall in my my uh, my room. And every time I go to it, I'm like, this is the test of time. So that's the most uh, my personal grandfather clock, I guess you could say, is the most um, uh, tough to adjust. KT, if someone would have asked me who in your school would have likely won that grandfather clock. I bet $100,000 that it would have been you, my man. <laughs> There's no question about it. You are the most deserving of that award. And for me, that's the most impressive concept of what you shared with me. But yeah, grandfather clocks, man, they are difficult to adjust because not only are they hard to get to, but based on where they might be located, but, you know, the kind that are on the floor, they stand up five, six feet, you know, you have to be extraordinarily careful with them because of the fine mechanics of the clock. Amazing, right? And then there are watches like, you know, maybe a, an expensive watch or a lot of people have watches and they have no idea how to adjust the time on them. I've had many, many people say, can you help me? Can you can you adjust this for me? <laughs> they get a new watch or, you know, they have the watch and it's daylight savings time. They have to adjust the Eastern or back and forth. And they're all different types of situations. But, you know, once you get it in place, it's good until maybe the battery goes bad. Some people have watches still that they still have to wind. You remember the old wristwatches yeah, or a pocket watch? You actually have to wind that thing, you know. People aren't used to a lot of this stuff. Younger people don't have access to or need for these types of things because on your phone, on your computers, on your tablets, the time's automatically held for you and adjusted for you. So today, the mechanical stuff goes by the wayside. But some people have traveling alarm clocks. They have. There are so many different types of clocks. But I appreciate you sharing that story. It sounded really interesting and. Sounds like a great human interest story, too, my friend. Thanks for calling in, brother. Hope you have a good weekend. And uh, if you're rooting, Eagles are going 8-1 and one today, brother. They're playing Denver. Let's see what happens. Hey, Avi, it's Bernie in Ireland getting my voice back. 
I just thought I'd mention something that you probably know, and I'm sure most of your listeners know, but here's the thing. Most people who are in the Facebook group, fb.com forward slash groups forward slash anchors aware, anchors a wave, I'll get that right someday. Most people there in that group never visit my channel, which basically means that it's a whole different demographic on Facebook in that Facebook group than what I'm seeing on Anchor, which is what you'd expect. You have a different demographic, perhaps, if you have if you do live streaming on Periscope than if you do blog posts on WordPress. So another reason to have more than one poll in the social media tent. Start first with facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash anchors a wave if you intend to speak on Anchor. Bernie, you make such a perfect point. The fact that people have audiences that live in so many different venues today in social media. Some spend much more time than others in different places. Might be Facebook, might be Instagram, might be Snapchat, it might be Twitter. Wherever they live is where you want to be so that you can reach out to them. And that doesn't necessarily mean Xerox copying your content and pushing it in all these places. You need to present it in such a way that it is acceptable to those particular audiences where they live. And making that happen takes a little bit of effort. It's not as simple as automating it. But as you say, there are reasons to present. Now, I like the Facebook group to the extent that I can reach so many more people simultaneously and see what they're doing interactively. I love when you post your anchor content in there because boom, I have the opportunity to see it, get notified of it, and then link to it so that I can come back in the anchor and get to your station because I don't always have the chance to visit every station that I'd like to on a daily basis. And because of the 24-hour cycle, I rarely get into episodes unless somebody brings something to my attention or they bring a current segment to my attention while it's current. So that is an awesome way to do that. Twitter's another way to do it. You know, Facebook, Twitter, getting the message out and letting people know and reaching your audience where they live. That's the key message for that, and I appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Thanks, man.